Hey, welcome to Woman of Strength, the place where we're authentic. We don't worry about being perfect. I can't even do my pronunciation. So there we go. What a great start. So it's not about perfection. It's about imperfect action. And all my guests that I interview are women who really, really step into being authentic. And so I have a wonderful, wonderful guest today called Kim Corven, and she's got an amazing um, story to tell. And so, as you know, any of those that have been following me on doing these interviews, I'm not one for perfection around camera. I've not got an amazing memory to retain everything. And so Kim sent me some great information about herself, and I'm just going to give a brief introduction, and then I'll pass you over to Kim. And so... Kim is a Canadian mother, spouse, lawyer, mediator, and adult educator. And as a teenager, she competed nationally in judo. And she coached at the local judo club and was active in a family farming operation. Doing so, she learned how to be mindful in her surroundings, how to recognize hard truths, and how to make decisions. Kim waited until she was in her 30s until she married, and she thought that she was marrying for life. However, she discovered that her first husband and her were not well suited, and she recognized that they would be happier apart, that he wanted to stay married. And so things sort of easily turned ugly because her husband wanted to stay married. Kim used the principles from judo, mutual welfare and benefit a maximum efficiency with minimum effort, and a knowledge of the legal system to create a peaceful uh, divorce. It was painful, but there was no trauma from fighting in court. And that sounds amazing. And so that resulted in, in him in 2016 launching her business and starting to help people divorce peacefully. And what a joy. That, that just sounds beautiful just doing that. And she did this while having a full-time job as a lawyer. And in 2017, she opened her own law and mediation practice so she could expand how she helps families. And she does this as Kim Corven, lawyer and mediator. Welcome, Kim. Like, a peaceful divorce? It's unheard of, isn't it? Well, obviously not. Tell us more about that because that sounds amazing. Well, thank you, Anne. And I mean, our, our traditional thought pattern on divorce is that it's conflict and misery and all this fighting in court. And I knew from having practiced family law and seeing people fight over spices and towels and that it wasn't what I wanted. And I also knew I had done some child protection work. And child protection is when the government takes children away from their parents. There's significant safety concerns. I learned doing that, that children love their parents no matter what. Absolutely. And it was just, it was a really profound lesson for me, realizing that no matter what a parent does, the child is going to love that parent forever, right? Doesn't, doesn't like the parent's behavior, but feels the love. So, when I started seriously thinking about I'd have to end my marriage, and it was about a three-year back-and-forth period, do I stay, do we separate, it, uh, I kept that in mind. And I really wanted, I knew my children, they were quite young when, when uh, their father and I separated. 
our daughter was almost three and our son was seven and a half, I believe. So I just, I knew that they would be, have an excellent relationship with me, but I kept in mind that I wanted them to have the best relationship possible with their father. And so, of course, I don't know if, if you've ever been divorced, but I didn't want to see their father at all. You know, in the, in the latter stages of our marriage, it, it was not healthy. We weren't bringing out the best in each other. But what keeping that in mind that they would always love him and wanting them to have the best relationship possible with him, I, I acted the adult and was able to go, you know, Kim, just suck it up sometimes, right? to put their needs first. And it also meant um, when I first asked him to leave, he would actually come to the house to parent them. And I was self-employed at the time and had an office here. So often I was here, you know, he came five days a week for about an hour and a half and was able to bath them and put them to bed. So it wasn't as this, you know, this firm cut, so it allowed him to feel like he was still part of the family and allowed the children to feel we're, we're still a family. And it was incredibly difficult for me to do it. Like originally it was six days a week and I just, I couldn't do it. I, I had to say, no, nope, just five days. I need two days without seeing you. But I think that was the foundation of, of our peaceful divorce. That sounds amazing. And, and yeah, in answer to your question, I, I have been divorced. Um, my, my first marriage, I've been married. I'm in my third and final marriage now. Um, but my first marriage was, was very similar to what you're saying in terms of after my decision marriage was to end, and I wanted it to be about our children and not about us. So it's great because I hadn't even given any thought about gifts that I've given my children through doing that. It was just both being this strong woman and knowing what we want in our lives. We're all, we always put our family first. And so it's great to know that there's someone like you out there guiding you know, families to do that. Because I know when it was my choice to do that, to put our children first because it was a grown-up decision to divorce. But lots of people around us were saying, why are you being so great as parents? Why are you spending so much time together? You might have lost some family, but family didn't understand, friends didn't understand. And there was some confusion for our children. Now our children have grown up and married and got their own kids. Um, and when they reflect on it, for them it was just normal. It was a great, you know, a great childhood for them. So, I love that there's someone like you out there guiding people through that Because I thought to myself, it's not lucky just the fact that that was what we did. Children in my life always been first. And there's some similarities in us too. So, yeah, I mean, I, what you talk about child protection, I'm a registered social worker. I'm not, okay. Yeah, I know all about child protection and how children are removed from their families. So, the fact that you can keep that family unit as the family unit, whatever that looks like for um, families for their future, is amazing. So the question I'd like to ask you is, 
was that when you really put in your power of being a strong woman or does your story start before that? Well, I mean, I, I grew up, you know, like helping on the farm in a male-dominated field, right? I was active on the farm. Judo, I can remember being at a judo tournament when I was about 14 years old and a man holding a door open for me. And as I walked through, he said, well, I can hold, you're, I can hold the door open for you. You're still a lady even though you do judo. So there was a lot of previous uh, previous experiences in terms of, and and my divorce uh, as well. I mean, my husband, you know, there was some mental health issues. So it, you know, it made it very interesting. And and that's all I'm going to say. the The good thing is, by divorcing, he got the help he needed. So it, it was a wonderful gift uh, uh, for us. And the, the interesting thing with my divorce is one of the things I always wanted to do was to get my master's in law. Yeah. And I put that away from me, but I couldn't let the, the gift, I couldn't let that dream die. So I actually took my children, we moved to another city, rented out our home, and I went and, and studied my, got my master's degree. So all while being a solo parent? Being a single parent, and I, I was the first, there was five of us who started the master's program at the same time, and I was the first one to finish. Wow. <laughs> so that's amazing. So what advice would you give, you know, women? Because it sounds like there's, you know, there's this real drive, there's purpose, you know what you want to achieve in your life. If you, if you had to go back and do more study, that was what was driving you. So... Well, it's, you know, I think the, the funny thing was I had walked away from judo for 25 years because as a teenager, when I went to f compete at the seniors level, I lost every fight one year. And I was so demoralized, I thought, I'm going to take one year off. And then I was such a perfectionist. It was, I was busy traveling, and it, but it was, I couldn't compete at the same level I had, so I stayed away from it. And I happened to run into my former coach. And this is when it was getting really ugly in my marriage. And, you know, and I was holding it together and appearing to the world like everything was great, but it really wasn't. But I went back and started coaching again. And it was, this, it was something that had given me so much joy as a child and a teenager, it awoke that spark in me, right? Where instead of feeling completely beat up, completely demoralized, feeling like the complete failure, there was this spark of joy. And I really credit that to awakening in me the strength to, to really start evaluating where I was at. 
The other thing I think for women to realize, if they're in a bad relationship, they don't need to give up their power. And because we tend to think, because we do marry for life, right? Nobody walks down the aisle thinking, well, in six years and three months' time, we're going to be ending this. Absolutely. No, we, we do make that wholehearted commitment. So we feel like is the complete failure. We don't need to. Every other significant life transition, we're the CEO. Right? When we get married, we don't, we don't let the priest say, uh, you're getting married this day, this time, this is what you're wearing, this is who's in your wedding party. When someone dies, it's not the funeral director saying, you must cremate this body, there must be an oak casket. It's family making the decision. And we need to start treating, if, if women realize that separation and divorce it's just another life transition, yep. right? And it's, it's a death. If we can start treating it like a death of that relationship, the dream of that relationship, those feelings of failure can become much smaller. And we can maintain much more control and educate ourselves and tap into what's really important for, for my family. And I mean, the other thing to realize is that the divorce model that we use is based on the commercial model, yeah. and it's adversarial. So for you, and it's one side wins, one side loses. So of course, you're presenting yourself as the superstar, and you're presenting the other parent, somebody who you once loved, mm -hmm. as a complete asshole, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. So, but... But if you have children, you, you have to maintain some kind of a relationship. And that whole process works against that. So, I mean, one of the things I do is I actually help, I coach people. Here's how you need to talk to your lawyer. Because in my province, I, I can do this as a lawyer, but other places, I coach people through this process. Right? So it's my knowledge of, the, of how the legal system works. And I mean, part of that is, I mean, you don't get a master's degree unless you like thinking conceptually. <laughs> right? You know, it's, it's not something most people go, yeah, I need this. But so it, you know, it, it helps me think about this whole process. And people used to say to me, Kim, how did you do it? And I always thought, oh, this is easy, anybody can do this. And then I realized, I got far enough away from it to realize 
not everybody can do this. Yeah. And, and maybe my gift is I help other people do this. You know, because it is so needed. And, and ultimately, what I want to do is transform the paradigm of divorce. To move it from this experience of conflict and trauma. Because it's, it's unresolved conflict is what harms children. Right? It, it's not children not living with both their parents. I mean, children who live with both their parents where there's conflict and misery and, and the parents don't like each other is that's really detrimental and I mean and I and I look at my son who had all kinds of behavioral issues when his father and I lived together and and we got a diagnosis and and we blamed it on that but this is the child who one time when he always wanted a cat our son and my former spouse is allergic so one time my son and I were at the local shelter, animal shelter, and we were looking at kittens, cats and kittens. And there was a kitten my son really liked. And he was, well, mom, can't we bring, let's bring this kitten home. And I said, but, but honey, your dad's allergic. We can't. And his response was, I can get a new dad. And I didn't see it for what it was. I thought, oh, he's being cute. But it was a cry for help. And I think, looking back on it, I think a lot of his behavior is a cry for help because of the tension in the household. And I mean, this week, right now, he and his dad are off on a school trip. His dad's a chaperone, and, and they get along well. And I picked up his dad when they were to take him to the airport. And so it's this wonderful transformation. So, I mean, I live... I lived with the conflict, the impact of conflict on children, and it breaks my heart thinking that I didn't get the message when my son gave me that message. It took another year, but to, to this transformation where they have a really solid relationship and like spending time together, right? Their love is such a positive expression now. We, we were, I mean, reflection um, is a great thing that you want to happen. We may have been able to take it. And I would say, you know, when we do see it and we understand it's going into reflection, not Children, I'm a therapist too, and I work with a lot of adults, um, and all of their stories is part of that they've grown up in that particular situation, and they only wish that they had felt part of that. And, um, and then when we start looking at that story and travel it and see that they were actually part of it,
if we give our children is to be that role model, is to say, you know, I remember when you said to me, I didn't say Sorry for that, because I didn't see it. Because I was so wrapped up in Children, whatever age, they need all of them. But it's that unspoken stuff. So, how can you coach parents through that? Is because the work you're doing is not only helping women have a piece of the world, but it's also helping children become Well, it's. Thank you, because it is. The best gift we can give our children is to be authentic and to be happy and to be living our dreams. And, and if we can be modeling a respectful relationship with their other parent, then our children are safe and they're able to become who they're meant to be. Can you just, I couldn't hear the end of that statement. Okay, so I said if, if there was women currently in a relationship that they know that they really want to get out of, but they're staying there for the sake of the children, what two pieces of advice would you give them? So you asked what advice I'd give them to get out, women who were wondering, or... I would think, think, um, first thing, commit to knowing that your children are going to love both parents, step one. Step two, believe in yourself, okay? Step three, gather information. So you can make an informed decision. And, and I think most importantly, be in touch with who you are. Um, for, so you can be the CEO. Know what you're the expert of your family. And if, if women wanted my assistance, I'm actually... I have two different emails, and one is clearly associated with divorce, www.fullcircledivorce.com is the website. My email is kim at fullcircledivorce.com, and if anyone signs up for my email list there, they get my seven strategies to a peaceful divorce. Okay, just a handout. Or if, if there's a concern of somebody else, a spouse, for example, finding out that you're thinking about getting a divorce, 
email me at my other email, which is just Kim at Kim Corvin. So that's K-O-R-V as in Victor, E-N dot net. And ask for a copy of the seven strategies for a peaceful divorce. Fantastic. Or, you know, I, I do free 30-minute consultations too. So if anyone, you know, reaches out and says strong woman in the subject line, yeah. a free 30-minute consultation. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Kim. Now, what, one question I was going to ask, now you're obviously based in um, the United States. So how does that work for women who don't live in the United States, you know, in terms of the law and the advice that you can give? Well, I mean... New Zealand, Australia, Canada, the United States, England, we're all based on the British legal system, yeah. right? So my coaching in terms of how to deal with lawyers is consistent, right. okay? And also, I mean, I think it's a universal experience, those feelings of shame and, and helping people become the CEO you know, that empowerment, and, and you don't have to know all the answers, but you are the expert for your family, and, and, and helping women realize that, yeah. you know, it's just, it is so wonderful, and also helping women realize they don't have to do it the same way as everybody else is. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so true, because there are so many ways to separate and But in New Zealand, we've got a program that um, couples can go to called um, Parenting Through Separation. Yeah. And um, but so many couples won't go. Like, if the woman is the one who wants to leave, because, you know, the other parents go because they don't believe they need to. And I think women are stuck um, because you have an intuitive and you know I, I work with some women they have a lawyer here yeah. and I basically coach them I'm somebody who they can bounce ideas across and, and I support them because of course the legal system and I mean we have a similar program here about parenting after separation and divorce but it really targets the legal yes. issues, and also it's only up to divorce. Yeah. Which, of course, when you have children, as you know, that relationship continues longer. Yeah, well, it's a lifelong relationship, isn't it? Exactly. And sometimes I mediate, you know, with both spouses, but as I say, other times, you know, it just, because if one like if the woman can stay grounded, it's easier to stay peaceful, to have that support network. I didn't quite catch that. It's the volume issue again. Okay. Could you just remind us one more time how women can make contact with you either by your website or the two emails? Okay, so the the email address is kim at full circle divorce 
com or Kim at Kim Corvin, K I M K O R V as in Victor E N dot net. And the website um, where you can sign up to get the seven strategies for a peaceful divorce is www.fullcircledivorce.com. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And I'd encourage any ladies out there listening or watching, please get in, you know, get in contact with Kim. She's got a huge amount of knowledge and she can guide you through the process. So thank you for being my guest today, Kim. It's been amazing. It's been quite insightful to know that there's amazing women like you out there doing this beautiful work. So thank you. Well, thank you, Ange, for having me because it's so important to spread this message of hope and peace. And I really appreciate the opportunity.